Yo, what up people? Welcome to another episode of Chin Check. This week we're looking at the the events that took place on Saturday and Sunday. What I'm talking about, UFC Fight Night Woodley v Burns. Then on the Sunday, we had the submission underground full team. So we're gonna break both of those events down. So um yeah, sit back and enjoy. Okay, so, oh, what a night. We have just had UFC Fight Night, Woodley v. Verns. Oh, so many fun frigging fights. This was a really, a really good card. Uh, it came from the UFC Apex. So, um, yeah, this is the first... Big event to come from there It's usually been the contender series So that was interesting uh, We had an 11 fight card It was nice to see Joe Martinez get a run out um, During this Crazy ass time So at least we know he's going to be able to Pay his bills And we had Brendan Fitzgerald Daniel Cormier And Michael Bisbin Announcing and uh yeah yeah some fun interchanges from those dudes so um we started off with the early prelims and we had Vince Morales against Chris Gutierrez in the featherweight division 145 pounds and oh this fight man like for straight out the gate, Gutierrez is just chopping at the legs. You know, like, it doesn't give Morales a minute. He's just going to work. Does uh, And, you know, he lands a nice cross into a spinning head kick. He was just, yeah, he was just doing his thing. He just looked really comfortable out there. You know, and... um. Morales just didn't seem like he'd been able to get started. It was a, yeah, it was just one of those things. I don't know if it was just, you know, just the leg kicks took it out of him straight away. Or, you know, he was just slow start. Yeah, it's just slow starting. He just, yeah, just wasn't there. Um, You know, I don't know. Uh, Gutierrez, you know, he was pushing forward and just, yeah, just doing loads of damages with the kicks. Oh, man. And, you know, I think halfway through the rounds, you could see that Morales' legs were just messed up. <laughs> just messed up. He did land a good hook as Gutierrez came in. Like, you know, it, it wasn't a knockout blow or anything like that. It was a nice blow, though. You know what I mean? Just to let Gutierrez know, yo, I'm still here. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, as the round's ending, Gutierrez lands a uh, a good jumping knee. 
Now, in between rounds, Morales tells his corner that his eyes messed up and he was seeing double, which didn't sound great. Um, A doctor did go in and take a look and he was cleared to fight on. Um, So, yeah, there's that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it was a great thing for him because yeah, Gutierrez just head kick, low kick. He just wasn't letting up, man. You know. He um he threw a leg kick and Morales, you know, he nearly went down. Nearly went down. Um and then he did it again and then again. It it was just, man, he was just taking it to Morales and he just didn't have legs. Just didn't have legs. And the ref kept on looking, um, you know what I mean? Wasn't quite sure, but then in the end, he, he had to, had to call it, you know what I mean? Had had to call it because Morales he just couldn't stand, he couldn't stand on the legs, and man, I think was it Lewis Smoker against um, I think it was Lewis Smoker against Sean O'Malley, where he followed him down. You know what I mean? Like Gutierrez didn't do that. He he made Morales. Stand and as he couldn't, yeah, the ref had to call it. It was, whoo, it was a real, a real good showing, man. Really was. Um, so yeah, that was a fun fight. Uh, next up, we dropped to the bantamweight division and <laughs> just mentioned him, but yeah, it was Louis Smoker against Casey. Kenny, so, uh, you know, all just looking at this, you're just thinking, all right, this is going to be a fun fight, right, um, and, yo, they were both, both just pushing the action straight out the gate, you know what I mean, Casey, you know, he, he, he's throwing, um, throwing in bunches, to the head, Smoker seemed to be looking to go for the body, um, he was, uh, Smoker was, he did have this habit of ducking, like, kind of ducking down, but not really covering it, so his head is just, it was just there, ripe for the taking, you know, which was you know you're just thinking I right, that's that's not good you need to be um protecting that a little bit you know what I mean um case like Kenny you know he he was uh chopping at the legs um you know smoker he he moved in um and Kenny catches him with a hook oh it was Oh man, it was a sweet hook, you know what I mean? Um Smoker, he 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 went for a takedown. Um but 
Kenny just, man, he stuffs it and just grabs a guillotine. Right, he just grabbed that guillotine, and uh, man, Smoker, he he tried to fight it, tried to fight it. He went to his back because you know, I mean, a lot of times go to the back, you relieve the pressure, but it was just the grip that Kenny had, which meant going to the back, then Kenny pushing down on top of him. Too much pressure, he had to tap It was, man, it was a real nice sub You know what I mean? A real nice sub And god damn it Like, you know what I mean? Any other time, Smoker was doing the right thing But it was just that grip Kenny threw in there And yeah, it's all she wrote Another finish Another fun fight Man, this card is starting nicely But yeah, now we're going to move on to the uh, prelims proper it seems <laughs> So the next fight, we drop down another weight class So uh, now we're at the flyweight division And we have making his UFC debut Brandon Royval against... A title challenger, Tim Elliott. And, um, you know, looking at this, you're thinking, hmm, it could be a tough one for Royville. There's, you know, Elliott's just got that weird style. But he has been on a bit of a slump of late. So it was an interesting one, you know. Um... And yeah, like Royal, he's um he, he's looking good out the gate, you know what I mean? He he lands a nice kick right away. You know, but Elliot man, he he uh you know, he's very savvy, so he was able to get a takedown from it. Um he tries for a guillotine. But Royville manages to get up. Uh, we have some crazy scrambles. You know what I mean? Um, and because of that, Elliot's able to get another takedown. Um, but, you know, they're back on their feet. Royville, hey, he lands a, um, a good leg kick. Spinning hammer fist. Which wasn't too bad. Um, didn't quite get him flush, but, you know. It was a good shot. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a unconventional fight for sure. It's just a lot of craziness. You know, Royville is a little bit susceptible to the takedowns, but you know he's not letting Elliot, um, you know, take control as they go down. Which is, yeah, it's it, it, it is a good thing, um, you know. But yeah, Elliot just can't miss those takedowns. Um, but Royval nearly gets an armbar right at the end of the round. Um, yeah, so we go into the second, and um, 
Rival has his own early takedown. Uh, he does lose position, but goes for a sub, and Elliot, you know, he he gets out and um, he decides to stand. He doesn't want to fuck around on the ground. Uh, Neva has, you know, like yeah, Neva can really. I don't know, their stand-up ain't crisp <laughs> Let's just say that You know what I mean? It's all a bit over the All over the place <laughs> And, um, yeah, there's a Man, there's a, a, you know A lot of Just flailing <laughs> Yeah I mean, it's not as bad as it sounds, alright, when I say failing, like, because I think they're just moving so fast, they're, like, really, you know, frantic in there, and so, yeah, they're, they're missing, there's a lot of misses, um, which makes it look a bit scrappier and, and scruffier than it necessarily is, I guess, um, Elliot goes for another takedown, but Roval ends up on top. Uh, they scramble, and Roval, you know, he's going for the back, ends up with a triangle attempt. Elliot tries to fight it, but uh, yeah, ends up tapping. It was. Man, it was crazy. It was uh, just a crazy end. Because at first you're thinking, all right, Elliot sees the triangle. You know what I mean? He's not going to get caught in the triangle. But um, he fucks around a bit too long. You know what I mean? He fucks around a bit too long. And I think he he just left it a, 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 you know I mean? a, a moment too late before he started to fight. And yeah. It was done. So Royval gets the uh, upset win, which is definitely a good look for him. Um, yeah, fun. Another fun fight, man. Just haven't had a dull fight yet. This is awesome. So we, um, <laughs> you know. We're at the, the lightest weight, and now we jump up to light heavyweight, and we've got Jamala Hot Hill against Kidson Abreu. So, um, yeah, Paul, hey, he's been looking good. He's been looking good for sure. Uh, but, you know, Abreu isn't a slouch, so... Hey, this was going to be a tough test for for Hill, you know what I mean? Um, and so it starts off, Abreu, he's pushing forward. But Hill lands a... Man, he lands a real nice jab. And then puts Abreu down. You know what I mean? Just puts him down with another just crisp shot. It's the reach. You know what I mean? It's just a reach and just... Man, just real nice placement. Like, Hill follows it up. But Abreu, is, he's able to survive. Um, 
you know, Hills, he's using his range and lands are. As the bro's coming in, Matt Hill just grabs him and lands a crippling knee to the midsection. Oh, it's just brutal. A bro goes down and Hill follows it up with some. Man, like first he just lands a vicious elbow, then it's punches, and uh, yeah. Ref has to stop it I think it was Herb Dean Just had to stop it man It was Oh it was crazy It was Mad quick It was like Mad quick and a bro just Didn't I'm not sure if he landed anything It was just Straight uphill It's crazy It was this so impressive, man. It really was. We have had some good fights. God damn it. Man, this has been fun. So, uh, yeah. Next up, we, um, we drop to the welterweight division. And it's Daniel Rodriguez against UFC newcomer. Gabe Green. Um, Yeah, and I think this fight, it it, it starts off and Green, he just didn't look intimidated, which was definitely a good look, right? Uh, You know, but Rodriguez, he's just, man, his jab is looking good. You know what I mean? He, he, so he's using that jab. He's um, keeping the fight where he wants it. You know, Green, he, he's throwing a lot of body kicks. You know, which is, you know, it's good. But, yeah, Rodriguez is, um, he's he's able to get out of the way well. You know? And I I think the big thing with this fight, because they were both, you know, it looked like they were going to meet on the independent circuit. But Rodriguez got the late minute call when he fought Tim Means in his last fight. And, um, yeah, then Green comes in. So, you know, when they finally meet, it's on the big show. But they were already looking at each other. So we get, yeah, this fun-ass fight. Yo, second round. Uh, Rodriguez, he's um, he starts to add some leg kicks in the mix. You know? He's, you know, he's landing some crisp combos as well on top of that. Green, you know, he lands his own stuff. But he's a bit reckless, which makes him, you know... Just like miss a lot and um leaves himself open for the counter. Rodriguez, you know, he's landed um probably the standout shots of the round, you know. But Green he he's pushing the pace and he's really bringing the pressure. So although 
you know, you you feel that Rodriguez probably run the first two rounds. A green is showing. You know, he he's not getting walked over. Like it's a good showing for. I think he took the fight on Tuesday. You know what I mean? So what, like four days notice? So this is a real good performance for someone without a fight camp. You know, so third round and um, Green is really bringing it. Lands a big body kick and overhand. Uh, Rodriguez, he's, um, you know, he's calm. You know, he's he's calm and um, he's just pacing himself well. You know, using the jab to, uh, you know, just bring it back. Like, you know, stop the craziness. Have it at his own pace, right? But... um, you know, it, it. We're seeing a relentless green. You know, he knows he needs a finish, and he's trying his hardest to get there, right? But um, yeah, Rodriguez. You know, he's landing the heavier shots, and um, he, he's showing some. You know, just nice variety. Oh, but, um, you know, Green is trying, but a late takedown from Rodriguez pretty much seals, just seals it, you know. So, yeah, Rodriguez takes the third round and the fight. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, it'll be, it was a good show from Green. It'll be interesting to see what he does on a full camp, right? Uh, so... Now we've got the main event of the prelims. And yeah, this kind of interesting, right? So we're in the um flyweight division for the ladies, and we've got Caitlin Kajagian Caitlin Kagagian against Antonina Shebchenko. Which, yeah. Kagajian's last fight was against Valentina. So, although Ant- Antonia, you know, she hasn't had as many fights, Kagajian clearly has more experience. But Antonina is Valentina's, you know, main training partner. So she would have trained with Valentina for the Chikagian fight. So she's got that, and yeah, she can get Valentina's knowledge for this one. So you're kind of thinking, all right, so yeah, this could be real interesting, you know. And you think that, you know, Antonina probably got more weapons. So yeah, it's kind of like, whew, what the hell's going to happen, right? And I think the big thing is who's able to get the better training in this current situation. Uh, so, first round, and um, Shevchenko, you know, she's throwing a lot of kicks early on. But Kakadian catches one 
and um, yeah, is able to take her down from it. Um, yeah, like you know, Kichajian moves straight to the back. You know, she's going for a rear naked, getting off a little bit of ground and pound when she can't. Um, you know, get that rear naked. Um, Shevchenko, she's struggling. You know, she, she she's she's struggling to improve her position. She doesn't seem to be able to do much. You know, like Shevchenko doesn't. I mean, so Kajian doesn't throw. Like, she doesn't do as much damage as maybe she could have, which is a good thing for Shevchenko. And, you know, just in the last few seconds, Shevchenko is able to get up. But, yeah, first round, clearly Chikadians. Uh So, second round, and Kachadian, you know, she's pushing Shevchenko to the fence straight away. Eventually... You know, she gets a takedown. Um, Gagin, she's um, not doing a lot from top at first. But as time goes on, she starts to get a bit busier. You know, Shevchenko, ah, you know, she seems lost. Like, just not able to implement any sort of escape. Which, you know... It was the problem that we saw in her fight against Roxanne Modafferi. Like, I think the thing was, you're thinking that she'd have been able to improve from that point. And with um, Valentina, you know what I mean? Like, you'd think, oh, maybe she could fix that. But, yeah, it does still seem to be a big Problem for her. Uh, the third round, and Shevchenko, she, she, she's doing better this round. You know, this is definitely a better round for her. She's, um, you know, she's keeping moving and landing well, but she's not doing anything to win. You know, she, she she's moving around, she's firing out stuff, but, you know, she's not bringing the fight. She needs a finish. And, yeah, we're not seeing her put herself in those positions to potentially get that finish, you know. Chikagajian um, starts to heat up as the fight goes on. But, you know, not until four minutes in is, uh, you know, like, yeah, she's not really doing anything until that point. She does get a takedown and, you know, dominates the last minute, really, from that position. So, yeah, Kajakian... Clearly wins the fight. So definitely um, good for her confidence. Right? After just the, um, yeah, the beating Valentina put on her. 
And it does give Antonia questions. You know, I think we, we, we see what she needs to improve. So it's, yeah. I think it's up to her now to go away, just, you know, absorb this knowledge and try and, you know, fill those gaps in the game. So, uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what she does in the next fight. Because that's her second loss in a row. Hmm. No, actually, she... No, she lost one, one, lost. But, yeah, she... she um, I don't know. It kind of all depends, really, how long, you know, she can stay in the UFC with performances like that. But, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, hey, you know, now we get to move on to the main card... Uh, so yeah, let's see what's going to happen there. Okay, so the first fight of the main card, we've got Mackenzie Dern v Hannah Cipher. This is at Strawweight. And I think um, going into this, the big thing, it's, it's no longer can Dern make weight. It's What's the stand-up going to look like? Because in the last fight against Rebass, we saw that she's tough. You know what I mean? That was, that was clear. But she did look a bit lost on the feet. Like, she, she wasn't able to, you know, put anything together to disguise the, uh, you know, takedown attempt... And she couldn't change up her her just variety of attack. So I think, you know, that's the main thing of this. Like, has she been able to work on that kind of aspect of her game? But as we know, on the ground, she's based. You know what I mean? She's incredible. So it's just like, hmm, how is this going to go? And, uh, yeah. Because, you know, Cypher, she's, like, she's tough. You know, she is really tough. Now, yeah, she lost to Hill. She lost to, um... Oh, my God. Can't think of the name. Can't think of the name. The girl that wants to be champion before she's 21 or something like that. Yep, nope. It's just, yeah, gone. But yes, she uh, she beat her. I mean, you know, she lost to her decisively. But when we've seen, um, you know, Cypher being able to put a proper kind of approach together and everything like that, yeah, she she's good. You know, what I mean? she's she's not bad. Macy, bloody Macy. Ah, Macy Barber, yes, that's the one. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I was definitely interested to see how this was going to go. So it starts off, and yeah, Cypher, she was bringing the pressure at the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, really kind of coming with it. 
and uh, yeah, it, like not doing bad. Like she didn't look bad. Like um, I I think Dern, like she was very controlled. You know, she landed a nice strike and uppercut. You know, even though she was getting kind of, you know, a bit swarmed to start off with. So she she was doing well. She kind of had seemed to have more of an understanding how to deal with the situation. Um, and so yeah, they they got in close. Uh, Dern, yo, she was able to get a nice takedown. You know, so that was you know that was a big issue that she kind of was like, yeah, I've worked on that part of my game. So there, that was cool. Uh, you know. Cypher did end up on top, but we know that, yeah, Dern don't care, she's pulled guard before, so that wasn't even an issue, but um, I think this is when it got, like, problematic, you know, so Dern's on top, and she wants to, you know, stand above Rain down some ground and pound. But you can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, she wasn't paying attention. She left her leg there. And, uh, yeah, then just wrapped it up. Falls back. And it was just way too late at that point. You know, like, you could see when she falls back that Cypher's like, ah, shit. And she tried to push her off with the other leg and everything. But it was just like, yeah, she's in too deep. You know what I mean? You, you let her get on that knee. You let her get that lock. You let her get into that position. Yeah, it's over now. And, you know, she realized that. And, yeah, she had to tap. Had to tap. So that was a uh, yeah nice victory for um for Dern with that one. Um, so then we move to the lightweight division, and we've got Roosevelt Roberts against Brock Weaver. Now there seemed to be some tension on this, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was like oh, how is this gonna go? Because you know. Roberts has had the more UFC fights, but not a lot, you know, so it's kind of like, all right, it's, you know, it's, it's a fair, it's a fairly matched fight, uh, so it starts off, and Weaver, you know, he was, um, coming at Roberts, manages to get him up against the fence, uh, but, you know, Roberts was able to reverse the position and get back to the center of the ring. Um, you know, he, he was, um, landing a nice left. You know, he seemed to be doing well with that punch. Uh, Weaver was trying to get in close so he could just, you know, seem that dirty boxing was his game in close just work the bodies, throw uppercuts, you know, that kind of thing, uh, but, 
yeah, Roberts kind of understood that. And he was, you know, throwing kicks and straights from uh, from range. And for the, he was able to control that aspect of things. You know, Weaver, you know, he wants to um, get Roberts on the fence and uh, get a takedown. But, yeah, Roberts was able to kind of block all of that. Uh, yeah, you know, Roberts, he did get the neck at one point. And, uh, you know, uh, Van, it really looked like he was going to get that standing guillotine. But uh, <laughs> Weaver was able to escape. Able to escape. I mean, he'd seen that. He's probably been working on that move. Uh, uh, yeah, so he wasn't fucking around. Um, but, yeah, Roberts, you know, he... he um, he tried, he then kind of tried for the rear naked choke, wasn't able to get it, but, you know, he, he, um, he, he had control up to the buzzer of that first round, so, yeah, it, it was definitely looking good, from what we saw in that first, you're thinking, okay, Brock needs to change his approach, or if he can land a big shot, you know, just throw Weave Robert Roberts off his game, then he should be able to do some, you know, different stuff. But uh, can he do that? That was the question, right? So we're going into the second, and um, yeah, Weaver he's comes out, he's moving forward. You know what I mean? Just trying to, trying to do work, but he, um, you know, comes in, gets wobbled by a straight from Roberts. Uh, Roberts then lands a a right, gets Weaver on the fence, lands a takedown, and um, first he's looking for the dars. Slips into a rear naked. Can't get that. Ground and pound. You know I mean? Just putting in work. Weaver gives him his back. Arm under the chin. It's over, man. It's over. And so it was a really nice performance from Roberts. Like, we saw him controlling, you know, being able to take it where he wanted it And then when he got to the ground Yeah, he wanted the sub But realised when he he wasn't able to get something So he could just shift his position Do something else You know, manoeuvre Brock into where he wanted him yeah, It was real nice Yeah, real nice work And, um I think Roberts has definitely got some promise. It'll be interesting to see uh, where he goes next. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, okay, how's he going to do with the stiff uh, competition, right? Hmm. 
Okay, so next up, we've got a catchweight fight. So this was at 150. Um, so I'm assuming, yeah, because it was probably short notice. Because we don't really get many catchweights, um, you know, in the UFC. Well, and especially not before, like, weigh-ins. You know, like, if something crazy happens at weighing, someone might agree to it. But, yeah, other than that, we don't really get them, right? So, this is Billy Corantillo against Spike Carlisle. Man, this fight. This was just... Yeah, there was a few crazy things that happened in this fight. Like... Straight out the gate, Carlisle comes with a flying kick. It was just like, what is happening here? Just so reckless. And it and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't set up like Masvidal Askren. Yeah, there was no kind of setup. It wasn't even as nuanced as, um, you know, John Jones' uh, Shogun. This was just, whoa, <laughs> oh, man, you know, so, yeah, he goes for the flying knee, um, doesn't get it, gets Quarantillo to the ground, he's throwing ground and pound, submission attempts, he's just full throttle, full throttle going for the finish, trying to get Quintillo out of there, Quintillo, you know, he's able to survive, he escapes an armbar, ends up on top, but, you know, Carlisle, he's able to spin within a body lock, which, that was really impressive, you know, because, whew, when someone's got a body lock on you, it is tough, man, real tough, but yeah, He's able to spin within it um, and get back in control. Um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, wow, it's just, it was just craziness. Just craziness to, for that, you know, round. But the real weird thing was it was like um I think he's he was doing work but we're getting to the end of the fight we we get the you know 10 second clapper few more seconds and then Carlisle kind of gets up and walks off just walks off and you're like wait what? Like, the, you know, the bus hasn't gone. Like, what are you doing? And so, Corantillo is just like, uh, and, and, and just smacks him from behind, which, hey, was a fair shot because it didn't land on the back of the head. It, you know, and he brought it all the way around, and you could see that it did stumble Carlisle. Then the buzzer went. And we're just like, what what was that? That was bizarre. You know, it 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 wasn't like he landed a you know a big shot. 
that looked like he was knocking him out, and then he walked off. I, I, I wondered if he kind of calculated that there was less time than he thought. You know what I mean? He thought, oh, there's like a second left. So he was just going to walk off. And as walking off, the buzzer would go. And it would kind of look a bit cool. But, uh, yeah, misjudged. Very, very misjudged. Oh, man. So the second round starts. Um, we get a bit of a more even Carlisle this time. You know, but he, he's still throwing with everything. You know what I mean? He's, he's still loading those frigging bombs up and lands, man, he lands a big elbow that, yeah, definitely what rocked Quarantillo. But, you know, Quarantillo was, you know, able just to push through and get the takedown, which was, yeah. Definitely a big moment because if he couldn't have got that takedown, whoo, yeah, that could have been a bit dicey for him. Um, so yeah, he's um, you know, on the back for a second, but again, Carlisle's able to kind of spin, end up on top. Quarantillo gets off some elbows from the bottom, but you know. He's, uh, you know, just not, not in a, you know, what I mean? in a, in a, in a great situation. Carlisle lands some shots, but uh, he gives Quarantero a bit too much space, who's then able to scramble, um, and he gets on top. So, you know, after a while, they're back on their feet. It's back and forth. But the thing is, you can see that um, Scarlato is getting tired. He he is really gassing, you know. He is able to get a takedown. But, uh, yeah, Quarantillo just, you know, he's... Just a fresh guy in there. Um, and he ends the round with a triangle and armbar attempt. You know, so, yeah, he might have got taken down. But he, you know what I mean, it clearly looked that he was in dominance as everything, you know, kind of ended. So you kind of feel that, yeah, he took that round. Like, Carlisle probably took the first round. Even though there was the craziness at the end, but yeah, it it it'd be one all for sure now. So it is going into the third, and Carlo is just yeah, he is knackered. It's not a good look for him. Uh, so Quarantillo now he's coming forward. You know what I mean? He's coming forward. Carlos he uh, uh, avoids some shots. Gets a quick takedown. But Quarantillo is able to get back up. Um, and he gets his own takedown. Carlisle gets another reverse. But the thing with the reverse is because, you know, when he's doing it from a body lock or a tight position, you can see that he's putting so much effort in. And, like, at this point, 
man, that's just... Uh, yeah, it's not great for him, man. Because he hasn't got that energy to give. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Quarantillo's just able to reverse again. He And nearly, you know, taps Carlisle. You kind of, you know... Carlisle's able to scramble, get back on top, but they get back to their feet. Quarantillo gets another takedown. Vanny's look, really looking for that rear naked. Can't get it. You know, Carlisle's still got enough to be able to fight out of those positions. Uh, they're back on their feet. And, man, they're just swinging at each other. Because Quarantillo's got more, you know, more to him, you know what I mean, he's, he's got more energy, he's able to better pinpoint his shots, you know, do more damage, um, yeah, and as the rounds draw into a close, looks like Quarantillo stuns Carlisle a few times, you know, but, man, he, he's tough, like, for everything you might say about Carlisle, he is tenacious as hell, and he's able to survive and make it out that round. But, uh, yeah, Quarantero takes it, which is crazy when you consider how that fight started. Because in, in, for most of that first round, you're like, oh, Carlisle is, you know, he's putting in work. You know what I mean? Like, how long is it going to be before he finishes this fight? But no, Quarantillo, you know, survives, takes it, and definitely ups his stock. You know what I mean? Alright, so, now, it's the co-main event. So, we've got Blagov Ivanov against Augustus Saki. Um, and, um, yeah, like... I think the interesting thing about this one is we haven't seen, like, Saki, he's fought some good people, like he fought Orlowski, but we haven't seen him in, like, any really crazy situations, you know? Like, the tough opposition wasn't... They, they, it's like they weren't on the the top of their game at the time. Like, the Oloski fight, like, it wasn't the Oloski that we've seen at times, you know? And, yeah, the Tybora fight, well, <laughs> that was just, man, yeah, that wasn't, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the toughest one, Zabora just kind of folded, really, um, and then Iganov, like, he's fought some tough guys, like, he's, you know, lost, but he hasn't looked, like, the Dos Santos fight, like, it wasn't overly eventful, you know, and the Derek Lewis fight, that was a really close one, like, it was split, but you kind of, I don't know, I kind of was leading towards Iganov, so, 
we've we've kind of seen him more in the trenches. Um, so it's like, can Saki pull it out? You know, when he has to. That was the big thing going into this, really. Uh, so, you know, it's like, from the outset, it seemed like, you know, Saki was happy to stay on the outside. And, yeah, just kick. Mostly kick. Throw in a few strikes. You know what I mean? Um, Eganoff, he had to blitz forward. You know, blitz forward to do anything. Um, now, he did catch Saki, uh, you know, a few times. Uh, but it was a bit, you know, it, it's a tough one. Because you can't do that all round. Especially with someone with that reach and able just to kind of piece you up. Uh, when You know, if you're being reckless. Uh, you know, Saki, he, he, he was, yeah, he was really going with those kicks, landed a real heavy, um, inside leg kick, yeah, really just did some work there, man, um, so it was kind of like, mm, first round wasn't overly eventful, but I, I, you probably would give it to Saki. Uh, second round, and even if he's able to find a target early on, you know, lands a nice overhand, some body shots. Yeah, and they were flush. Do you know what I mean? He was just landing some real good shots. Uh, so Saki, you know, he, he landed a nice right as Ivanov came in. Um, and, um, yeah, Saki was also started to, um, push the action a bit more, you know, so we're just like, okay, things are definitely heating up, but with, with Saki pushing the action, that does seem to kind of feed into what Ibanoff wanted, because he wanted him to come in, he wanted him to do stuff, so he could, you know, counter and, yeah, get off what he wanted. Um, so yeah, they 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 were exchanging some heavy blows. You know what I mean? Heavy blows, and you kind of wondered how long can this go on? You know what I mean? Like, what what what's gonna happen here? Because I don't know. It's hard to see like someone not getting knocked out if they're not just careful. Uh, yeah, so like um Saki was throwing a, a good a good left um you know and some body kicks, leg kicks, just really it's like he's trying to wear um Ivanov down. Because for a big guy, Ivanov, hey, he can move pretty well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was just like, huh, okay. Uh, you know, Saki was able to get the clinch and get off some nice knees. Nice knees while he's in there. Uh, but even off, like, um, yeah, he catches and able to take Saki down from, uh, you know, some of his um, 
attempted strikes. Doesn't do a lot with it, though. You know, doesn't do a lot with it. But he does end the round on top. Now, I think it was in the second round. I forget. Yeah, I think it's in the second round. Ivanov was attempting to take Saki down. And, hey, it's pretty much a done deal. It's a nice, like, hit toss. Saki grabbed the fence. Like, and it was so egregious. Their fence was just moving. You know what I mean? Like, you just, even if you missed it, you just look up and you see the fence just, like, wobbling. And, yeah, because of that, able to stay on his feet. And it was just like, oh, it was so bad. Right, and, and if, what I wondered was if, because I swear at the beginning of the show that they said that, yeah, the ref could look at instant replay at any moment of the fight. You know, usually it's like if they look at it, you know, the fight has to stop. So it's just like, oh, if it doesn't stop a fight, interesting. Are we going to see that? And that was, uh, you know, a moment that I wondered, are they going to, you know, play that back for the ref? But yeah, no, didn't happen. Didn't happen. So um, you know, we go into the third, and um, even off he 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 starts pushing forward. You know, after um eating a couple of shots from Saki, uh, so you know he he he's really looking to try and implement his game, uh, and he and he's you know not doing too badly, but. Yeah, he is tired. Like, yeah, out of the two of them, even of, you know, he's the one blowing in there. But, uh, you know, he, he's still able to throw some combos, do some work. Uh, they do clinch up. Saki lands a nice uppercut. Um, yeah, but, you know... Uh, just not able to really do too much. Um, even if was he in shots coming in, but he he did land a big hook, did land a big hook, uh, and yeah, but you know, fight ends. Saki gets the nod. Saki gets the nod. It's a split decision. And the thing is, look, it's a close fight, but, and I think Cormier said it, probably should have been a draw. Probably should have been a draw. Because the, the fence grab, fence grab was so freaking bad that, like, a point would have been, yeah, taken from it. So, yeah, that would have made this fight a draw, I'd have said. So, um, yeah, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, but yeah, just a bit of a shame. I mean, it does take away from what Saki was able to do, you know? But yeah, get the main event. So this is the big one, right? So Gilbert Burns, Tyron Woodley, welterweight, and... We get to see, like, what can Woodley do? Is he able to, um, 
you know, get back to that classic woodly form. You know, like, because we haven't seen him since the loss to Usman. You know, there's been fights that were meant to have happened but fell through. So it's just like, all right, what's going to happen here? You know, and, um, man, Burns has been on a tear, right? He's been on a tear, so he's got all the confidence. All the confidence. And so, yeah, this was also, oh, the other thing, first main event, first five-round situation for Burns. And with the way training is right now, was he able to really do enough, you know, get enough partners and all of that? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot coming into this fight. And, um, yeah. Oh, we got answers. We really did get answers. And um, a few questions, but boy. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it, it was just like, you could see the confidence. Burns looked mad confident out there. Woodley, mm, I know. He, he, he didn't look, didn't look quite himself. But, you know, everyone's got that weird thing at the, at the beginning of a fight, right? So it's hard to judge sometimes. But, yeah, Burns comes out, takes center, and... Yo, he, um, yeah, he, you know, he, he's going for Woodley's legs, going for, which, sensible thing, you know, because Woodley's got heavy shots, right, so if he's got a bad base, not able to generate as much power, so yeah, it was real smart, so he's chopping at Woodley's legs, they're both, like, you know, there's a point they both jump in at the same time and just let fly. Just let fly. It's just like, yo, what? You know what I mean? But um, Burns, he, he's the one that really, I think, comes out better from the situation. Catches Woodley with a, with a knee, um, yeah, knee to the head, then an uppercut. Woodley falls to the mat, like, kind of sits down on his ass, man, uh, Burns follows up, you know, with shots, you know, follows up with a lot of shots, a lot of pressure, um, moves into mount, and it's just like, oh my god, you know, this couldn't be a worse way to start a fight for Woodley, right? Um, so, yeah, Woodley, you know, he's trying to tie things up, but he's uh, now out open and um, yeah, just, just getting hit, just getting hit. It's, it's just not good. Not good at all. Um, he does explode. He does have a moment. He explodes. Gets back to his feet. So that's good. Because, yeah, Woodley did not want to stay on the ground. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he's looking real tentative now. Looking real tentative. Backing up to the cage. And um, Burns 
staying composed. He's not racing in. He's not going crazy. Staying composed. Landing leg kicks. Um, yeah. A nice left hook. Just at the end. It was a just humongous round for Burns. I, I think you could definitely say 10-8. He had Woodley in trouble. He had Woodley in a lot of trouble. And at one point, when Woodley went down and Burns is just hitting him, some referees might have jumped in and stopped that one. You know what I mean? You, like, we've definitely seen worse, right? Um, But, yeah, we're, we're into the second. And, man, Woodley is... Oh, another thing. Woodley, huge cut over the... I think it's the right eye. Huge cut. But, yo, he, he's corner guys. Man, they did great work because I... Yeah, not bleeding all over the place. Pretty good. Pretty good going into that second. Um, but yeah, Woodley, he, he's looking to be first this round. You know, you could see that. But, um, you know, comes out with a flurry, taking the centre. Burns, he's keeping his defence sharp. You know, he eats a stiff jab, but he, he's kind of a rolling with stuff, moving out of the way. He, he's looking good. You know, looking good. He, um, yeah, you could see him, there was like a switch, right? And Burns is just like, you know what? Fuck this. Starts to push in the pressure again. Um, and just, yeah, forcing Woodley back. Woodley's kind of reverting to that weird... That weird thing that we, we've seen him do where he just kind of backs himself basically right up to the fence. And he just circles. So he's not giving himself any room to manoeuvre. Which, ah, it's not it's not great for Woodley, man. Um, you know, I, I, he, he's just getting hit. Because he's got nowhere to move. Yeah, so Burns, yeah, he, he's just taking him with some leg kicks. Bam, lands a nice takedown. <sighs> Gosh, it's not good, man. Woodley does get up, but... Man, it's just, you know, not a good round. Not a good round. He's, he's You know, he's just getting pressured all the way through. All the way through. So, yeah, he's definitely down two. Definitely down two. So, third round. And um, Wesley, he's still on the back foot. Still on the back foot. Occasionally, he tries to, um, you know, burst forward with some stuff. But Burns is just... Man, he seems to be a step ahead. He's bringing the pressure... Lands a, a real nice left that kind of seems to stun Woodley. Just, 
Yeah, th- there's no high points for Woodley right now. It just looks like he's switched off. Look, yeah, looks like he's switched off. He doesn't really know what to do. Like his corner, yeah, they gave him advice, but he's just not, just not able to implement anything. Man, and you think with the first being a 10-8, he's really down. Like, he needs he needs a knockout or a sub. Gary Viz, we got two rounds left. So even if Woodley won both of those, he's losing this fight. You know what I mean? He's losing this fight. Um so yeah, fourth round. And, again, Woodley's just content to wait on Burns. Wait on Burns. Like, he w- he wants to counter. Um, yeah, but, like, you know, the old days, Woodley would move forward. He was sort of dynamic. He'd offer up a variety of looks. We're just not seeing that right now, you know? Just not seeing that. And Burns is, yo, he's chopping at the legs. Yo, chopping at the legs, throwing in some straights. Lands a nice left. You know? And he he he's really doing well with leg kick left combo. Just yeah. Woodley's open to that every time it would seem. You know? Um Man, you know, he, uh, Woodley, you know, just, I don't know what he, he, what he's doing. Like, he gets dropped with a, you know, a well-placed right. <sighs> you know, he, 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 Woodley, he tries to clinch up, tries for the takedown, but, um, yeah, Burns stuffs it. Gets his own takedown. And, uh, you know, he's trying for a choke. Woodley, you know, he is able to avoid that kind of stuff. But, man, like, he's just... What what we're seeing, he doesn't really look like he wants to be in there. Doesn't really look like he wants to be in there. Now, he's not giving up. You know, he's like he's not giving up. He he does try to burst forward. You know, he try. He's he he's thinking. All right, let me land a big, heavy shot. But the problem is, like, he's not really setting them up, so Burns can see it coming, and also Burns has just been chopping at his legs all round. So, you know, he just probably doesn't have that same power. You know, the explosiveness is gone. So, yeah, it's just, it's not good there. Is it, you know what I mean? It's not really good for Woodley. So we're into the fifth, final round, and, yeah, Woodley needs something huge. But he, he does land a big right. Does land a big right. But, you know, it just doesn't seem to faint Burns. 
doesn't seem to phase him. And I, I look, as I said, look, I think partly that's because of the leg kicks, you know. So yes, it's a big shot, but it's not the you know the shot Woodley would have landed at the beginning of a fight. You know what I mean? With you know, with uncompromised legs, let's say. And um, so yeah, Burns just continues with that pressure. Continues with the pressure, man. You know, it is. I for the good part a kickboxing fight. And that's the crazy thing. There's, I don't think anyone thought Burns is gonna win a kickboxing fight. You know, uh, they, they 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 clinch up, and you know Woodley manages to reverse and get Burns against the fence. Like. Yeah, they, they, you know, he's he's just not able to do anything else from it, you know? And you kind of feel that at that point, when he's got Burns against the fence, you want to break away, you know, you want to break away and unload, but he's just not doing that. You know what I mean? He's not doing that. He's content to be in that position. And it's not really until Herb Dean separates them that, yeah, they go back. So, you know, I think, man, there's about a minute left. And, um, yeah, a minute left and Woodley... He has to stop the fight. Has to stop the fight, but he's not doing anything to do that. He lands right as, you know, Burns comes in. But, again, Burns walks through it. Walks through it. Man, you know what I mean? There's just not enough variety from Woodley. Right, he doesn't look confident. Just it's a it's just a weird performance. Now, it's probably a slightly better performance than the Usman fight, right? But just nowhere near the old Woodley. You know what I mean? Nowhere near the old that old form that he used to show. So yeah, Burns wins a huge fight. So it's a Huge victory for him, you know. <laughs> and yeah, again, is it's just the fact that majority was on the feet. And yeah, it's just like, whoa, man, I can't believe Burns won like that. Because I'm not surprised that he won. But yeah, just the fashion in which he won. But that's the crazy thing. I think the the big takeaway is though, like Burns has definitely shown that he can hang and he's top level. I, but I hope he doesn't like you wouldn't want to see him fight this fight against say Usman or Covington. Yeah, you know, because they definitely got 
bit of hands. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it it's kind of makes the whole title picture a bit crazy. Like, Burns called out Usman at the end. Very respectful about it, but he does call him out. And the thing is, you just like, like, I, I want to see Usman fight. Man, it, it's got to be Masdaval or, um, you know, Leon Edwards. I, I don't think Burns should be able to jump those two. But with the current situation, it's, uh, yeah, who the fuck's going to be available? You know what I mean? Like, can Edwards get into the country? You know, what's Masvidal want? So, you know, there is definitely a scenario that Burns fights next for the belt. Which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, real interesting to see what happens. This was a great fight. Great fight card. Man, so good. Like, uh... You know, looking forward to see um, see what happens next weekend. Now, so the bonuses this time went to, um, you know, Burns. He gets a performance of the night. Mackenzie Dern, she gets one. Fight of the night is the Tim Elliott, Brandon Royval one. Which, yeah, that was a, that was a good fight. You know, it could have also have gone to, um, uh, gosh, the name, Billy Quintetillo and Spike Carlisle. Could have gone to that one. You know, we had some fun fights, though, this card. So, yeah, awesome. Looking forward to UFC 250 now. So, yeah, let's see what happens with that. Yo, so, uh... Another great submission underground. <laughs> Matt, like the last goddamn, the last good few events have just been crazy good. Really enjoyable. And this one, no different. You know, it came from another undisclosed grain silo somewhere in Portland. And um, yeah, Chow knocked out of the park. You know, especially after a great Saturday night of fights. You know what I mean? This didn't disappoint, right? And so it started off with Alex Carreras against Caleb Steckler. And um, it went to overtime, right? We had all our free periods of overtime too. And... um. You know, Steckler won on escape time in the last portion where you're like, all right, Alex needs, he needs to sub, you know, or he's lost, right? And it really did look like he had something for a moment. He looked like he was close. But uh, for some reason, he released the body lock. Right, and as soon as he released a body lock, well, you know, Caleb had space, and he uh, got out of there and was able to pick up the win. So um, that was all good for him. We then had uh, Tobias Baker against Charles 
Gilpin. And, yo, a, a really fun match. You know, a really fun match uh, with um, Gilpin. You know, there was some great entries and escapes. And especially the fact that Baker was able to avoid two standing Kimura attempts. You know, uh, so it went to no, it went to overtime, and Baker pulled it out with an armbar from the uh, spiderweb position. So yeah, just um, that was another good one, man. Uh, we then went to Adam Fugit against Nick's Nick against Nick Maximov. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this was good. And I think Maximoff uh, trains with the DS brothers and all of that. Uh, so he won with a guillotine choke. And, um, you know, I think it was like, it's interestingly, he had come in looking for a heel hook. You know, it was a great entry. But it had looked like, um, you know, Maximoff had missed it. But in the transition, he, um, you know, he grabbed Fugit's head. Grabbed his head. And, um, yeah, just was able to get a nice lock and really bring that elbow up high, you know. So he could just uh, really twerk it. And, uh, yeah, got a nice guillotine. Mm, yeah, that was that's some nice technique, man. Uh, we had Ryan Healy against Brian Neuro. Um, yeah, another, another good one. Um, Neuro... One by um, armbar in the first overtime. Uh, I mean, Healy took a while to tap, which was, um, yeah, probably not the best <laughs> because it was in tight. It was in tight, man. Like, it was a good match, too. You know, there's a lot of back and forth, and, you know, ain't. Jockeying for position and everything like that. But yeah, Neuro. Nice armbar. Hmm. Um. We then went to... Uh, what was it? It was Joseph McKay against Gustav Bessa. Um. And this was a gee. This was a gee match. Which, it was a bit interesting, right? Now, it had gone to overtime. And I did wonder how overtime would be with the geese. Like, the match itself, hey, you know, they were both looking for something. They were both hunting. There was a lot of kind of, yeah, it was a, it was a nice little chess match. But, um... Yeah, the overtime. It's strange. You know? 
I don't even know what the choke was. Don't know what the choke... I didn't even... You know... I, I didn't know there was a choke in progress. To be honest with you. You know... We we had um McKay on Vassar's uh, back. And you, like... It looked like he was hunting for something. Looked like he was hunting for something. And then the next thing... Faces tapped, and I was just like, huh, wait, what the fuck happened, um, I think Chael said that he was pu- pulling on the gay, which, yeah, then went, and then his kind of chin went up, I couldn't notice, I don't think, you know, the problem, like, the problem, because of the corona, you've got the fixed cameras, and I don't think, we don't always get in on a shot like you could do before, so yeah, I did not really see um, what went down, but yeah, there's some sort of, uh, you know, collar choke, but um, it was interesting, <laughs> I haven't thrown on the gear in a while, man, god damn it, ah. um, I think we're now on the main card, right? I think. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't really cut up like, you know, prelims and main card. But, yeah, I think the um, McKay-Bassa was the uh, last prelim fight, as it were. Okay, so, um, first fight. Don Stoner against Roberto Jimenez. And, you know, Stoner's fought on the last oh, two, two, three. I think this was, you know, the third submission in a row. Um, and he's always been kind of solid and, you know what I mean? I think all these, all the fights have gone to Uber time. Um, this... This was ridiculously fast, ridiculously fast, and um, Jimenez, yo, he took it with a triangle choke, man, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it was crazy, um, you know, he, he attacked Stoner out the gate, you know what I mean, jumped to guard, and yeah, just went hunting, Went hunting. He threw the legs up. Um, Stoner just didn't really react. I think he was like thinking he can stack him or something. But yeah, those legs went up. And there was a moment you're thinking, right, back up. Stand and back up. But yeah, Stoner didn't. Jimenez locked those legs. And then... Yo, he, he started pulling on the arm as well. So it was kind of like an arm arm lock, arm bar. Uh, but yeah, you know, Stone had to tap. It was just in way too tight. It was so fast. Mad impressive from uh, Jimenez, you know. Um. So then we went Andrew Alexander, uh, Jordan Holly. Oh man, another, another crazy fast fight. So, 
think this was a heel hook, right? Toe hold, heel hook. Eh, kind of the same. Well, it's not, but, you know. Um, and Alexander came out fast. Alexander came out real fast. You know, pulled guard, nearly got a um a nice sweep. Holly was able to block it, but then you had um you know Alexander attack the um you know attack the leg. No, so he went for the head. Went for the head looking for an arm bar, right? Maneuvered from there to the leg in a transition, and you know he he kind of fell back, got the leg, and you're just like, oh, oh, that looks problematic. But you know, Holly just mad composed, looked at the situation, grabbed Alexander's leg, and then just both arms on it, like. Both arms and just twerked. And you're just like, boom. Just like that. Alexander's tapped. And you're just like, wait, what? You know what I mean? It was just crazy. Because, yeah. It, like, it, it was going so quickly. Holly was just kind of reacting and going with the flow. So, um... Yeah, you were kind of thinking, oh, fuck, Alexander's got it now. He's got the leg, yeah. But nope, Holly got a nice win. Real nice win. Um, So then, yo, then we went to uh, the first real big fight. Jake Shields, Brett Primus. Uh, And this was an interesting one, right? So it went to overtime and Primus won by armbar, right? But it was really closely fought, right? There was a a lot of jockeying for position, like about halfway through, Jake pulled guard and, um, you know, it got to pretty much a stalemate. They were both like looking for stuff. The other one knew what they were looking for and blocking it. So yeah, went to overtime. Like Jake took the back and um got max ride time. So you're just thinking, okay, yeah. Jake did well there, man. He did really well. Oh, that could be problematic for Primus. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Primus, he went with the spiderweb position. And, you know, Jake was defending it. Jake was defending the arm really well. He stood up at one point. Um, not quite sure what. Like, I, I thought he was looking to step over the head. But he didn't. Um, and he, he, like, he did, he kind of let go of his arm as well, so then when Primus was able to get them back to the ground, you know, he, he was 
straightway able to extend the arm. So he was able to extend the arm and um yeah, Jake had to tap. Jake had to tap. And yeah, this was how he got caught by um Boogie in their match. So it's an interesting one. You know, because Jake is a really good competitor. So yeah, he, he he's doing most things right. So it's just interesting that he's been caught in the armbar, like the same kind of situation on two occasions, like two of his last fights. So hmm, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been able to grapple, so yeah, I'm a bit rusty, ain't gonna lie. Uh but yeah, interesting. Interesting to well what would be really interesting to see Jake in the training room now to see what he's gonna be working on and doing, you know? But uh yeah, that was it. So we went to the co-main event and we had Gabriel Checo against Austin Vanderford. And um <coughs> You know, after Austin being able to beat Boogie last time, it was just like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Interesting because, you know, Checo, the same size as Vanderpult, right? You know, because you could see that, you know, Austin had the advantage with size against Boogie. So, it would be like, oh, how is he going to do with someone his own size, essentially? And, yeah, this went, this went to overtime, man. It went to two innings of overtime. But Checo, yo, Checo got the win with a rear naked choke. And, oh, it was good. It was good. Like, you know, ain't come... The the fight itself was was fun. Like Checo was attacking a lot with the rubber guard, attacking a lot with the rubber guard, um, and trying to isolate Austin's arm. Um, now Austin, he won. You know, he he worked real hard to keep moving and get his escapes. Uh, so he didn't have size advantage, so you could see he couldn't, um, you know what I mean, like, bully into certain positions, I think there was one point he, it looked like he was going to try for the arm triangle, but, uh, yeah, Checo wasn't having that, so... In the first lot of overtime, both were able to escape, you know, and pretty, like, I think Checo got the quicker escape time, um, but yeah, Austin, he, he was able to escape too, so, um, you know, it's like, alright, how is this gonna go, are they gonna change their entries, what's gonna happen, but no, it's kept the same, and, um, 
So, yeah, Checo escaped Austin, and then when Checo had him, he trapped Austin um, with the body triangle, right? So he got his body locked in, and then from there, he was able to work and pressure to, um, yeah, just get that choke in. And once he got it, it was just like, ah, just squeezing and got the tap. Got the tap. It was a, yeah, a good win for Checo. Um, be interesting to see who uh, Chael puts him up against next, right? Okay, so now it's the main event, people. It's the main event. We got Craig Jones against Wagner Rocha. And oh, oh god damn. I've been looking for this fight all week. You know what I mean? Like Rocha was able to get the win when they fought in 2017. Um that was in EBI. Uh I and I believe it would have gone to overtime. So, um, yeah, he got it in overtime. Um, but since then, Jones has just been on a freaking roll. So, it was just like, what's going to happen? You know, are we going to see Craig just do what he usually does? You know, I mean, that same approach? Or is he going to try something different? And, um, yeah. You know, it, it it went to overtime, but yo, Craig did it again, did it again. This is crazy, and um, you know, I I I think it was interesting because you know the fight started and and um yeah, Craig went for his typical approach, you know, sitting. And scooping forward, right? He he was constantly, you know, just reaching um for the leg, reaching for you know Roche's leg, trying to um get something. A few times it looked like it you know what I mean, he could be onto something, and especially one time where he was, like, belly down on the leg, and you're just like, oh, shit, this is it, this is it, uh, it, like, Rocha was, you know, he, he, he did a good job escaping and ensuring that, you know, Craig never had the knee lineman. Um, we didn't really see him attack. You know, he didn't really go hard on the attack during the fight, but he looked comfortable. You know what I mean? He looked comfortable. So yeah, it was you thinking, all right, this is gonna be interesting. So Craig took the the first um, stab, you know, he took the first stab at it in overtime, right, and um, it was interesting, right, 
It's interesting. So Craig went and took the back. Took the back. And what was crazy was Craig got his arm around, um, you know, Roach's neck. But he didn't, you know, Roach didn't look concerned. Didn't look concerned. And, you know, because of the angle and everything like that, you kind of wondered, all right, so is it under the neck? Is it on the chin? Uh, does does Rocha have hold of his other arm? Like, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, he, he didn't look concerned. And then, you then suddenly you're like, oh, shit, it's tight. Wait, it's tight. Yo, Jones has got a tight fucking... What's going on? And, uh, yeah, then Rocha tapped. And we're just like... Fuck! Oh my gosh! That's crazy! What just happened there? You know? Uh, and, you know, he did it fairly quickly. I think it was under a minute. So, you know, Roach has now got his opportunity. But, you know, all Craig has to do is just, you know, Keep him off the top half. Keep him off the top half for a minute. And, uh, yeah, then it, he's got the match. And that's what happened. You know, so, um, man, that was good. But you're just kind of thinking, right? Who the fuck's going to beat Jones? I have no clue. Now, what is really exciting. So, I think it's June the 20th. There is going to be an eight-man tournament. Eight-man tournament. The winner, ho-ho, yow, 10 Gs, right? 10 Gs, which is awesome. And then he gets a stab at Jones. Then he gets a stab at Jones. Now, Chael did say that he, he can decline the Jones match, but I'm just like, nah, if you enter the tournament, you know, you know I mean, you know what the premise of the tournament is, right, you know what it is, it's been made pretty clear, so, yeah, if you want that 10 grand, you gotta fight Jones, but, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see who have thrown their hat in the ring. You know I mean, like, who's trying? Who's trying for this? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, Gilbert Burns try, you know what I mean, has tried again. I wonder if someone like Ryan Hall, you know, could be doing it. Now, the big one, like... I don't think, you know, Gordon, um, Gordon Ryan or Gary Tonin or Nicky Ryan would enter. Because they all now train with Craig. But you're kind of thinking if anyone has got a shot, it, it, it is possibly one of them. But yeah, who knows? I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh. Yeah, awesome night, and um, looking forward to the next event. 
All right, cool. Okay, people, so, um, yeah, that's, that was the event, right? So, um, you know what I mean? We do have UFC 250 at the weekend, and, um, you know what I mean? I'm gonna put out another episode, um, probably on Friday, and break down that card, uh, so yeah, that's it, really, there's just, there's not really been a lot of fights, you know, um, announced or anything like that, um, we do have, um, Jessica Andrade v Rose Nana Nunes, um, so that looks to have been rescheduled for the 11th of July, um, so yeah, that will be Fight Island, exciting, right? And then we've got Marcus Perez v Eric Spicely, and that looks like it's going to take place on the 1st of August. So um, yeah, that's that's it, essentially. Um, I don't know if we talked about... The John Jones situation last week. I can't remember. I re- yeah, I really I think we did. So um you know. Oh no, so we talked about the Engano fight, right? Now, you know what I mean word is that he's looking to um give up the belt. That's what he's saying, right? He's gonna relinquish the belt. But he hasn't relinquished the belt yet. So you're kind of like, look, if, you, if you're saying you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> but obviously, it hasn't happened. So, you know, it, it's kind of weird, right? But you, you've you got the, the weird thing about the whole situation. Because, like, all the MMA supposed media seems to be going, oh, yeah, UFC just isn't paying him. He's, they're assholes, blah, blah, blah. But no one, then none of them are saying, John, why don't you just say the amount? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're calling Dana a liar, but you're not putting out what you asked for, which I find a little bit suspect. You know what I mean? Because if, if it's not a crazy amount, you should be fine with saying it. You should be like, listen, he's a lying piece of shit. All I asked for was an extra, like, five grand. You know what I mean? And, look, here's the here's the email, here's the text to prove what I'm saying. Hey, John can do that, but he's not. So you're thinking, like, what's going down? Now, people are going, you know what I mean? They're building Fight Island, but they're not paying him. Fight Island ain't for... Fight Island... Is to help all the international fighters who can't get into the US right now. That's what that is. It's not like a playground. And, you know, like the PI, people get housed there, fed there, everything. So there's a big difference. There's no live gates. So, you know what I mean? Why is Jones asking for more money right now? Like, if I I can imagine, if he had been like, look, 
yeah, I want to fight someone, let's do this. When the live gates are back, when we got audience, how about we do that? If he had gauged it like that, I imagine, you know what I mean? That would have gone down a lot better. But really, no one's going to know because we weren't in the room. We don't know what was said. So you can't come out really and just go, this person is a straight up liar. This person is, you know what I mean? Come on, friggin' supposed MMA journalists. Get your shit together, people. You know what I mean? But, yo, that's it, man. We out. Um, yeah, speak again on Friday, people. All right? Peace.